Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. It's Bullseye. Time now for the craziest day of my entire career, a segment where we give guests of Bullseye the chance to tell us about the craziest day of their entire careers. This one is a story about another big legendary talk show, The Late Show with David Letterman. It's told by Matt Bronger. Matt is a great stand-up comic who's from Portland, Oregon. He's had a handful of very funny specials and albums and has also appeared on shows like Superstore, Take My Wife, and Agent Carter. One of Matt Bronger's biggest breaks came in 2008 when he got the call to be on David Letterman's Late Show. Here's Matt. I'm Matt Bronger, and this is the craziest day of my entire career. So this story begins 11 years ago. Basically, um, I was booked to be on the David Letterman show probably a year before that. My date got moved, and then it got moved, and then it got moved. And then finally, we had a, a locked-in thing, and so I... I I flew in and, and uh, was was put up at a hotel. I was just there, me and my manager. My my now wife was my then manager. We were both kind of on the come up, so to speak, together back in those those old lean days. And this is the thing. I wasn't living in New York then. So to get flown there to do the show was like a big deal for me. At the time, Letterman was and always was a huge deal. It was either kind of this thing embraced as like, oh, you can get on that show and be weird, or uh, it, when I got on, got in there, it was like iconic to the level of, you know, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I feel like Letterman was the last thing we have in our generation that still is up to that kind of status, not only amongst your, your Americana, you know, Joe every day on the street, to your nerdiest of nerd comedians. Everybody at least dug a Letterman on some level. And so it was a huge deal to get let on, on his show because he was extremely picky. It was big, yeah. So Tracy Morgan was the other guest in my episode. Back then they only had two people per episode and uh, Tracy Morgan was just running running amok back, backstage and in, in the green room. He had his own green room and way more makeup people and hair people, but he was just all over the place, running up and down the hallways um, sh- and shaking everyone's hand, saying hello to everybody. I was around this little weird corner, so he never saw me, but I'm sure if he did, he would have said, hey, what's up, and blah, blah, blah. But he was just being really fun with everybody. And I will say this, side note, every stand-up comedian, including myself, has a Tracy Morgan story. We, we all, anyone who's done the road, it, you know, he, he's, a, he's a hilarious dude, but he's a character and he's always himself and he's always doing something wild and that's why he's a, a national treasure. But he basically, he, it was going to be him, then me. So they had, because he only had two guests in those days. So basically he had Tracy Morgan on the show. And uh, Tracy's just, he's just, he's riffing so hard that Letterman, he's not letting Letterman get a word in. I'm talking about a little, uh, maybe a little too much to drink here and there. Oh, boozing and losing? Yeah, yeah. 
But now that's behind you, right? Did you have like a, like I need it? Wow, you just brought it back, man. You talking about when I got kicked out of Prince Crib with Barry Manilow? Yeah. Yeah, me and Tom Jones was hanging out together. Me and Tom Jones, I got some good news. What's that? The test results came back today. I just found out who my biological father is. Oh. Ernest Borgnine. And it was this thing where it's like, he's just like, okay, I'm having, we're, we're not playing tennis. You're just whacking balls as hard as you can at me before I even get my racket kind of thing. You know, like you came to just riff and riff and riff. And I think David was kind of just being like, all right, okay. And so during a commercial break, uh, the booker, Eddie Brill, a very funny comedian who booked uh, Letterman for a long, long time, pulled me aside. As I was getting in the elevator, he got on the elevator and he was like, hey, uh, Eddie might uh, cut Tracy short uh, and might have you over the couch. Do you have a story you can tell? And I was like, yeah, uh, how about? And I thought of this joke that I tell. It's an actual story from my childhood. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, that's great. Do you have another one? I'm like, no, I don't think I do. Like, I, I have this five minutes that I'm concentrating on. Like, I didn't lose my like that much, but I remember having this this raw panic of like, how much can you ask of me? The show's going, the clock's ticking. But I gave him like one or two other options and we just went with the first one. At one point, Paul Schaefer, because one, th- one thing you got to do is you got to, you pick your song that you come out to. And I picked Here Comes Your Man by the Pixies. Great song and also, hey, I'm your man, here I come. So. I, I'm getting on the, on the elevator and I hear, hold the door. And it's Paul Schaefer and he gets on and he's like, Pixies, man, good pick. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Paul Schaefer likes my song. Hey. All right. All right. Nice. I was, uh, it's great to be here in New York because uh, I was just in Atlantic City. Um, which you've never been is where sadness itself goes to cry. So, uh, so I finished my set, uh, stuck the landing, had a great ending, and, and David Letterman walked over and was like, Matt Bronger, and shook my hand, and you're very funny, and thank you, thank you. And then we go to commercial, and he just beelines to behind the desk, and then a stage manager grabs me and just goes, okay, just sit right here, and just, um, and we just waited for the light to come back up and for the guy to point at us. And um, I told the story. It's a it's a joke, but it's a true story of the two most ridiculous names in Portland or stupidest names. It, it, my friends and I were very bored uh, in in junior high, and we got a bunch of yellow pages, excuse me, white pages, and went through and took them in sections and set about finding this the most ridiculous names so we could call the hell out of out of them. I remember I said to to David, I said uh, uh, the second place was uh, Skeletor P Funk. And David Letterman just went, strong, strong name. And that I still, like, that re- response is, like, he just didn't blink. He didn't, he, like, kind of smiled, but he was strong. And I was like, the number one was Eggly Bagel Face. Eggly. <laughs> Come on. Eggly Bagel Face. Eggly bag- Bagel Face, yeah. <laughs> like, it's good, the, yes. The Bagel Face family had a kid and named him Eggly. Eggly. <laughs> like, they must have hated their son. <laughs> You know, and did you phone them? Uh, we we called Eggly probably a billion times. <laughs> and he just he I, he threw back his head and laughed and clapped for the name. And um, 
then, uh, uh, all right, well, that's it for us this year, guys. And I waved with him. And, uh, and they're like, the lights went down. And they're like, all right, and we're out. Everyone, don't move. Pause for David. You're not allowed to move. Because then he goes up the stairs behind the soundstage up to his office. And the door shuts. And then everyone can move again. Because he doesn't want anyone talking to him. So I just sat there in the darkness on the couch. And this big hand comes over my shoulder and goes, you're very funny. And took my hand and we, I shook his hand in the darkness. And then I heard him up the stairs. The door closed. All right, we're clear. And then everyone can get up and move. It was kind of like Santa's gone. Workshop, we can start working again. Come on, elves. It was amazing. The last thing I will say about it is the funny thing. I took a picture with the a couple crew members that wanted to take a, like uh, this guy brought his daughter and everything and, and and like take a picture with the last guest kind of thing. And then they're like, okay, you were great. And this is what I love about New York. You're in the Ed Sullivan Theater. You killed. You shook Letterman's hand. And then there's a door and you go through the door and it shuts and you're in a cold alleyway strewn with trash at night and there's no one around you. And the wind's whipping through your clothes and you're like, did that happen? Like it feels like a dream that just got interrupted. It's like it literally like waking up from an amazing dream into harsh, cold New York reality. And my then manager, now wife, just like found a restaurant, got a martini, and called my parents. I done good. Okay, I can I can exhale now. Matt Bronger on the craziest day of his entire career. You can stream his latest comedy special, Finally Live in Portland, on Amazon Prime now. And you should. Bronger is hilarious. He's also on the road this fall with dates all over the country. You can check out his website, mattbronger.com, for more information. He's on Twitter at Bronger. Bronger is spelled B-R-A-U-N-G-E-R. Also, did you know that in its closing years, Matt Bronger was a cast member on Mad TV? Uh, our producer, Jesus Ambrosio, who put together that segment that you just heard, says you should check out a Mad TV sketch called Detective Laughs from about uh, a decade ago. It's about a detective who does not laugh. Chewy says it's great and you should believe him because when it was on Mad TV, he was the age of a person who watched Mad TV. That's it. The end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is produced at MaximumFun.org World Headquarters overlooking MacArthur Park in beautiful Los Angeles, California. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our producer is Kevin Ferguson. He and I offer a million thanks to our friend Raghu Manavalan for filling in for Kevin when Kevin was away. Raghu did an amazing job. Kevin's got big shoes to fill. Uh, this is on you, man. There's competition now, Kevin. Look at me in the eyes. This could be it for you, buddy. Uh, Kevin's got a park update for you. Uh, he's glad to be looking out into the park again, taking in, <laughs> taking in the sights, sounds, and hustle and bustle of what he calls the big city. Jesus Ambrosio is our associate producer. We had help from Casey O'Brien. Our production fellow is Jordan Cowling. Our interstitial music is by DJW, also known as Dan Wally. Our thanks to Dan. Our theme song is Huddle Formation by the band The Go Team. They are a great band. You should buy their records. Our thanks to The Go Team and their label Memphis Industries. And before you go, did you know that Bullseye has been around forever and a day? We're coming up on 20 years. I didn't, I started this show when I was not bald. 
That's how long ago it was. You can't see me, but I'm bald now. Uh, we have hundreds of interviews with incredible guests. So uh, let's say you're interested in uh, the late night wars. Why not check out my conversation with the great Jason Zinneman, uh, the biographer of David Letterman? Or why not check out my conversation with Andy Richter from the uh, Conan O'Brien program? Both of those are available to you free in our archives. You can check all of our past episodes out on our website at MaximumFun.org or find them in your favorite podcast app. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. You can keep up with the show there. Uh, All the interviews from this show are on our YouTube channel if you want to go replay them or share them with somebody on the web or on social media. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.